0: Tell
1: my mom why she's walk You call Stephanie. I call money your friendly creator day, um, and I am joined today by my homie, Boo. You want to introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, so Babyface is here, chilling. Uh, I miss <laughs> money so fucking much. We go I way back. I'm too. fucking happy to be here. It was good,
1: y'all. Um, what's your uh, Tumblr? Uh,
0: my Tumblr is YoungBuckBabyFace, chilling, follow me, come on.
1: Yeah, they uh, they probably already already know you anyway because when I tell you every time I post you on queer walk, you break my fucking mentions. You be
0: saying that shit, but I don't
1: feel like I don't feel like that's what happens. Yes, it is. <laughs> you don't feel like that's what happens. If if somebody selfie get more than fifty notes, like come on now, your Tumblr approved. Tumblr loves you. Gassing.
0: Gassing. Nigga, Whatever.
1: Every time I post your ass on Queer Walk, I just turn the notifications off on my phone because I'm like, I already know Babyface about to break my mentions. <laughs> it ain't even that serious. You gassing a nigga oh, Whatever. Your pretty ass. Um, so <laughs> So yeah, shout out to Babyface for doing this with me. Um, so just quick updates from Queer Walk. Uh, uh I know we used to do the questions of the week, so maybe I'll bring that back. But I feel like the the podcast kinda took that place. Mm-hmm. Uh and also I cannot start this without giving a huge shout out um to Alexandra. She did the new logo for Queer Walk. Mm-hmm. And have you seen it? I have really fresh as fuck. Oh, thanks. It's just it's so amazing. Bye. Because so, I have been, t- I have been like, trying to go back and forth between how much of myself I want to put into Queer Walk. Because, you know, I'm a black lesbian, so that's a specific space that I'm speaking from. And I don't represent every queer woman of color just because I created the page. Um, so, I was, like, trying to go back and forth with that. But the way she did it and like, the artistic way where it's kind of like a cartoon and people can see i don't know a different part of me i feel like she captured with the logo so i just need to shout her out thank you so much um and she has an art page y'all can follow it she is a queer woman of color uh it's oh snap it's alexandra's art on tumblr and on facebook So, um, it's on Queer Walk. you can reblog it. Please reblog artists, because that's the way they get circulated, so. Big ups. Yeah, had to shout her out, so thanks, y'all. Okay, so what the fuck is good, baby thanks? What the fuck is
0: good? I'm in this fucking white-ass town, is what the fuck is good.
1: Okay, so, (laughs) so I wanted, I wanted us to talk today about being Queer Pox, Q-Pox. In academia, because that's part of the reason yeah. why we in these white ass towns.
0: You're right, you fucking right. <laughs> academia, that's a fucking topic. I Money, mean, that's a topic.
1: <laughs>
0: what? Why do we do this work? Right? Why? They why are we us... still here? Uh, I'm tired of moving for academia because once we get to academia, they don't even know what to fucking do with
1: us, right? Mm-hmm. Being a Q-pop in these spaces is probably, especially
0: really hard, especially being a black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so i would be having a hard time because, you know, we in these classes and they'll use some of our works like Audrey board, you know what I mean, bell hooks and shit. And sometimes it feels nice to be included and then other times it feels like people are talking about it, particularly of people that they don't understand right. our experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and so
0: sometimes it feels voyeuristic yeah. in the classroom um, and also it's just like come on nigga y'all know what the fuck y'all talk about but we gotta do this shit in the classroom setting wow
1: yeah I think all of those interactions um, are set up to teach the like stereotypical white student who has never heard of anything outside of their own experiences and so everybody else in the classroom looking like bro, we really gotta go through this like, you have to read this essay to understand what racism is. Right. Like,
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't fucking stand that shit. Because then we're, you know, we live this shit. This
1: is exactly. Right, right. But we wow. gotta sit here and post discussion questions and respond as if... <laughs> Girl, I'd be like the fucking crusty
0: crab meme in this bitch. Like, really? we gotta do right now you wasted my how much tuition
1: i mean i'm not paying tuition because my ass got a grad assistantship thank
0: but you the up for the grad assistantship <laughs> getting my little fucking coins together um but i'd be like i'm paying tuition to teach white people mm-hmm. about us
1: mm-hmm. right i had this moment okay so what so what's your um your degree program i think it's important to say that right too.
0: right <laughs> we just started talking shit. Um, I'm doing a master's in education. Uh, Look into MED or
1: whatever the fuck. But the yes, shout out to the MEDs. It's hard, fucking work. Uh,
0: the concentration is social justice education.
1: Fuck it all the way up. I'm so proud of you.
0: Oh, baby. <laughs> I remember when we were little baby gays. Baby gays. <laughs> oh my god! I'm trying to figure out
1: what the fuck. I know. And, okay, and I am in um, couple and family therapy. This is my second attempt at a PhD program. <laughs> um, which is also part of the experiences of being a QPOC in academia. Because I wa- I started working towards a PhD in counseling. And that was so fucking toxic. Like, I was the only black person in the whole department. Um, I was the only queer person currently in the program. So it was just like I couldn't turn any of the shit off. And no matter what I did, like, they had a problem with the stuff I was wearing. They sent me an email talking about uh, my, what, my hair was distracting. So I, like, shaved my head while I was in that program. It was just a mess. And it was all, people say microaggressions. I don't think it's micro at all. (laughs) I think it, it was pretty fucking impactful for me to shave my damn head because it was always something about my hair um so this program is a lot better in the respect that they see me as a human being okay. but the other students are still on that fuckery and <laughs> yeah and I like I hate going to class like most mornings I don't want to get up and go okay. talk
0: about it
1: cause I know they about to say some dumb shit I'm gonna be triggered <laughs> Tri- yes <laughs>
0: yes talk
1: about that shit because classes are sometimes triggering as fuck yeah and there's no i feel like there's no what's the word i'm looking for
0: we can't name that and then if we do it feels like you know let's stop the class and pay attention to this
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: but then it's like no i actually don't want the pity and yeah. i don't want to discuss right. it i just want to say like that was some fucked up shit that happened.
1: And let me go try and take care of myself, but then
0: I can't do that because I'm missing class.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Ernest was telling me that he just started walking out of classes, like. <laughs> so <laughs> he was like, um, "So they they were reading. Uh, they read. I don't even remember what piece it was by um, Lord, but somebody." So the teacher asks, like, what is your response to Audre Lorde's essay? And some white girl's like, well, she's just so angry. Like, I can't oh read through God. the rage. And I was trying to remember, because I took that class, Intro to Qual, and, like, you read a black woman's essay and the only thing you could get out of it is that she's so angry. All right. As if we don't read angry, angry white men all the time in fucking education and qualitative yeah. research. Like, come, come the fuck down. And so Ernest was like, he just got up and walked out of class. Like, you ain't thin- gonna, <laughs> <it. laughs> you ain't gonna do it all like that. Yeah, he's like, you know, these... they they include our texts but not our bodies in in their yeah. syllabus. And so you're not gonna sit here and just like continue to break me into parts and bring in the pieces that you want to accept from whatever I wrote or my ancestors wrote and and continue to fuck us over in different ways. Just because you got Patricia Hill Collins on your syllabus doesn't mean that you're engaging with what it means to be a black woman and deal with intersectionality.
0: Yes, yes. Speak on that motherfucking shit. Mm -hmm. In my classes, we get some of that shit, but because it's a social justice program the white people are a little better mm-hmm. about being like, mm-hmm. like for example, I'm taking that critical pedagogy class, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first the first day of class was, let's look at lemonade. And I was like, okay, this is oh, like there's a the contention, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, Beyoncé's lemonade deserves to be in the classroom. It right, is right. a fucking work of art that should be talked about on the academic level, mm-hmm. all this sort of shit. But then there's the other part of you have one black woman in the classroom, and I'm supposed to sit here and watch a couple of the videos <laughs> with y'all, and then we're going to sit <laughs> up here and discuss.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: discuss what, bitch? I'm sitting here fucking triggered. Right, you right. Just fucking shout out to the people in my cohort, though, because as soon as the discussion came around, all of them were like, I don't feel comfortable discussing a work of art that ain't
1: for me. That's what's up. Cause that would have okay, not happened okay. in my classes. I think that's the different. Is your school private? No,
0: to uh, it's a public. Public.
1: That's what I think the difference is. I think white people at private schools think that they have um the liberty to speak on whatever the fuck. If we would have watched Lemonade in my uh, well, we're taking this cultural diversity course this semester. If we would have watched that in my cohort, they would have all had something to say, and it would have all been as fucked up. As you can imagine. So I I'm,
0: would fucking mollywop somebody. Yeah.
1: Like I'm glad they were like, yeah, I don't think we should speak on this because.
0: Yeah. And, you know, with the professor was like, well, you know, Beyonce is important and, you know, she is teaching and this is a part of engagement or whatever the fuck. But everybody else was kind of like, mm, we all know that lemonade is not for any of us yeah. in
1: the classroom, other than maybe things, <laughs>
0: and
1: okay. so and I was yeah. like, "Good job, y'all." Good yeah, because it's like, wow. what I can't. There's so much cultural context that I would have to explain to you to even start to have a discussion about lemonade. That I'm like, I'm not being paid to teach this class, so I'm just no. not gonna do that. Yo. I'm not going to be, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and be your native informant on the black woman experience, and I ain't getting no coin for that. Like, <laughs> no fucking coin.
0: And then, even to take it a step further, because I was like, I'm not shit sure to say I don't date black men. Mm-hmm. That's not in my right, right. sexual experience. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So we're
0: missing something. narrative that belongs in this room to talk about this context.
1: True. That's, that's something else, because there are no black men in the uh, couple of relational family therapy program, right? On on any level, like undergrads, masters, or PhD. Um, And so I think there are about four or five black women across the different levels. So it's like not only do we have to be there responding as a black woman, but also when you talk about black men, it puts, like, this other thing on us to show up for them, too. Which feels kind of fucked up, because I don't really know if a black man would do that in the moment. No. Especially a heterosexual black man. I feel like queer black men, maybe. Especially some of the ones up here. They they would be like, you know, what you're not going to do is call Audre Lord angry. But, <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> as if she don't got a reason to be angry... Have you listened to Solange's album? Yeah. Like, I got a lot to be mad about. I have. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I haven't listened to
0: Solange's album, and I know it's fucking blasphemy, but yeah. this grad school life.
1: Exactly, yeah. I didn't even know Drum had released the album. Somebody was like, oh, Drum put out an album, and I love Drum. I didn't even know that. I I'm, did not know that. You <laughs> drop a new
0: knowledge on me right now. I need to go fucking listen to it. Yeah,
1: that. it's pretty good. It's pretty good, too. So I I just got a chance to listen to it on Friday. I don't know when it came out. Well, I had I had to turn in this literature review that <laughs> I I fucking hate literature reviews. Like I hate literature reviews. You know, I think literature reviews are the um like academic equivalent of Pledging when you have to like learn how to spit your history and stuff. Okay. Um and I'm saying that, but my organization is a non hazing organization. You know? <laughs> okay. Um no I was I was not forced to memorize anything. I didn't have to do anything under certain time constraints or after eight PM. You know, it's we the, so. <laughs> the, the fine print. We don't haze. <laughs> But, that's what literature reviews feel like to me. It's like, tell me the last 500 years of every article written on this topic. Go, 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 go. Right, right. I hate that.
0: I hate that shit. I hate that shit.
1: Why? Why do I have to give you a 10 to 15 page summary of what people have written 200 pages on? But,
0: I mean, I'm a year and a half in and I swear to God, like. The shit that goes down outside of the classroom because i'm getting mm-hmm. harm inflicted upon me in these mm-hmm. microaggressions living in these places i don't feel like i can be as black as i want to be
1: without mm-hmm.
0: getting looked at strangely weird or whatever the fuck and i feel like dropping out all the time mm-hmm. just the other day some shit went down and i was like why the fuck am i here yeah. why do i put myself at this risk to do this work mm-hmm. but it's important Mm-hmm. Black women
1: are getting pushed out of these spaces all the fucking time. Right, I have I have two feelings when I go in to my department. Either I'm in the mode where I'm playing like, you ain't listen to the album, but Solange got this song called FUBU. I'm like blasting all my niggas in the whole wide world, <laughs> like, you know. Or and that's on a light day. Like I will walk in ba- blasting some real rat shit, um, mm-hmm. and feeling like. Okay, academia, like, whatever I'm feeling is just academia doing what it's always done. It's marginalizing and excluding everybody who ain't, like, this white, cis male, right? And, And so I feel like I'm strapped and ready for war when I walk in. Or then I have these days of being, like, but I don't have to prove my brilliance through this path. Like, I can heal my people without this shit. I, we've been healing without this shit. So, do I really need to be here? That, those are the two, those are the only two modes I have. It's either, fuck y'all, I'ma get this, or why am I here?
0: <laughs> and, and that's a hard contention, I feel like, because you don't want to fucking do this. And mm-hmm. you're like, nah, because I can go into the community, mm-hmm. and I can go back to my people, I can go fuck at home, and help my people that way. Right, right. And then, the world is like, yeah, but I ain't got no job for you, though, unless right. you got that fucking paper.
1: Right. And then I'm like, this is just another form of fucking affection again. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And, and through, like, um, academia, you're being trained to be in this, like, good employee model. You're not really being trained to, like, push the envelope to change and challenge thought. Even though they say they want you to do that, they really don't. They don't. They, they want you to do just not shut I up mean, and get through. For example, like on my assistantship, right? You, I'm um, at an institution
0: who has a social a, a social justice education, masters and PhD program, but we're not valued at the institution.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
0: So in my office right now, I work in uh, student activities, right? Um, and so I'm in class and we're talking about. Yeah, pushing the envelope sometimes. Yeah, break the fucking boundaries, try to incorporate social justice in your job, right? But then I go to work and I have to deal with the whiteness of professionalism and what that's supposed to look like. Right, right. And then I have to worry about losing my job. Because mm-hmm. at um Onondaga Community Human College, where I was working at in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Remember that time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I tried to do that and that's what I got hired for and they laid me off. Then it's like what do we where's our where's our space to do this work?
1: Yeah. And I think that's important what you're saying because it's It's not just that we, like, have to deal with shit in the classroom, but then you have to walk outside the classroom, and then you got to deal with whatever the definition of professionalism is in the department. Uh Then you got to walk on campus, which is a Uh struggle within itself. And then you actually have to, like, be, you have to exist in the world and all the fuckery that comes along with that. Fuckery. (laughs) Right word. Outside
0: with no hat on. My hair was all red.
1: I was
0: like, I just deep conditioned
1: you. I just loved you. <laughs> I saw your curls popping when you came. I was like, okay, look at that. <laughs> hey, I'm trying,
0: man. This whole, you know, natural
1: shit. I'm impatient. I just want my locks to be long enough to put into a ponytail already. Mm-hmm. But they're like six months old, and that's just not real. <laughs> You know? no this is a weave oh girl <laughs> <laughs> i did phone locks on top of my baby locks <laughs> i love it i absolutely
0: love
1: it which my sorority sister was telling me she was like that's gonna slow down the locking process i was like i don't really care i don't care like no nah, it's not the time yeah i i just need to have my hair away it's getting cold i don't feel like it i I can't be washing and retwisting like every two weeks right now. Oh, I saw, I was thinking about like how being in academia mm-hmm. has like impacted other parts of my life. Um, so uh, we would. We would. <laughs> I'm like, here, I feel a question, and I'm like, okay. Well, one is family. I don't yes. get to see my sisters a lot, which really hurts. It's. That's hard to keep continuing too when, like you said, we're in these white ass towns and we're so far from our folks. I don't know. Yes,
0: it um, has taken a huge show on me fairly recently. I did not think about undergrad um, as being part of this process as well because I was mm-hmm. in Syracuse for four years, had mm-hmm. that job. So I stayed there five years and now I'm in Massachusetts. Again, not near my family,
1: Mm -hmm. and I went home this summer for the first time in like eight years. Mm -hmm. And you know, cousins that I thought I was really
0: close to, I wasn't anymore. It was kind of like, Who are Mm y'all? And they were like, Who the fuck are you? (laughs) Um, You know, my mom, it's it's hurtful because I see the ways, like, I wish I would have known her before the world kind of ruined her a little bit
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and now that I've been in the program now that I'm a little bit older I see the ways in which we're very different like it's hard to connect right because we have this like academic jargon that
1: I right. use right. to yeah. learn mm-hmm. I try
0: mm-hmm. real hard to be like no I'm not going to spit this bullshit in this class because right. I'm all about ratchet social justice right. Right. like I need to be accessible to my mother who's exactly. not from this country and so that's hard and it feels Chitty and isolating mm. all this time because it's not like go flying
1: to my mom and you're so right about that it's it's like this huge divide it's part of being first generation college students but but it's it, I feel like it's even more than that like academia is very white and if you're not yes. that you have to learn a new language I sometimes I feel like I am actually learning a new language when I have to write papers, when I got to talk to these motherfuckers. Like, (laughs) I... Yes. You ever gone back and read a paper you wrote for class and been like, I wrote this?
0: Girl, (laughs) (laughs) I be looking at
1: that shit, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Exactly. I'm like, this ain't my ass. I don't talk like this.
0: Imposter syndrome
1: starts to set right? Yes, right. In in both ways. Like, it... Imposter syndrome sets in for me, like, with my family, uh, who, you know, is a New York City family. My mom's born and raised in Brooklyn, and I feel like an imposter around them. Because it's like, I'm I'm of the city, but I'm not the city. Like, I went to undergrad in Alabama. That's a whole nother culture. And then I'm up here, you know, throwing these $10 words around because I have to in order for for academia to take me seriously. Yes. You know? Yes. Did you see, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's like this article that's kind of being circulated about this Latina who her um, professor gave her her paperback and was like, this isn't your language. I think you can.
0: (laughs) And the word was hence. something And I was like, what the entire, what, that is just that just yeah. that is the epitome of the fuckery that yeah. we have to deal with. hmm the same like they just expect us to not understand shit yeah. and expect us to not be critical and to not be as knowledgeable as our white peers. Yeah. And the minute that we step and rise to that occasion,
1: we're chopped the fuck down. Yeah. That's like imposter syndrome outside within your community and imposter syndrome for them, cause you're never gonna be this whatever the ideal academic is for them. But I kept thinking, like, hints ain't even a uh, a, a fancy-ass word. It's not. Like, how, is, how dumb is his ass? Like, really? Hints? Racist. <laughs> Racist. That's it. That's, That's it. That's what that is. Yeah. And,
0: and, and that is emotionally taxing, having to deal with that in the classroom, mm-hmm. having to deal with it outside of the classroom. So by the time you get home, all you really want to do is lay in bed and fucking go to sleep.
1: When, oh my god, they be talking about the freshman 15 for undergrad, bitch, try this grass for yeah. 30. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, last year, since I so I did a year in my
1: program already, mm-hmm. I gained about 15 pounds. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, now I took a step back, so I go to the gym, you know, I'm always, I've always been trying to be in the gym, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that. But that's
1: tiring as well, and that's the only self care I had. Yeah, for a while, so, the only self care I had was getting my hair cut. Like that was the only thing I was doing for myself.
0: That is definitely a form of self care here for me
1: too. Yeah, and then in Syracuse, where it's cold ten months out the year, like you, <laughs> I don't even talk about it. The the sun doesn't even really really come up until almost eight o'clock? So it's real hard to get your ass out of bed at six. 5.30 when it's pitch black outside.
0: And then I hate when people you know, talk about, well, what are you doing for self-care? Like, I'm doing this, not the third, coming from a white counterpart. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah, but you ain't gotta deal exactly. with the extra emotional labor of having to, like, live
1: Yeah. Later. And the, the way they talk about self-care is not how we do self-care anyway, as pops, mm-hmm. as people of color. Like, right. I'm, I'm not, like, Self care for me does not mean detaching from everything and going and doing something. Self care for me, fusion, how we used to all be together and just yes. you know, like I get that's how I feel released and freed and rejuvenated for another day. It's not, oh, we went hiking and da 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 like mm. <laughs> just you know, be be with nature.
0: <laughs> no. no, bitch, that's not and, and I mean, that's hard because I don't have pop Like, I don't have a solid pop friend group up here. Mm-hmm. And so my self-care right now is FaceTiming people that I care about mm-hmm. when I'm at home. Watching a show with people that I care about. Just hearing someone else speak in the same language that we do. Yeah. And that's so sad to say
1: because it's just like, that is just a little part of what's missing. It gets yeah.
0: so sad that I yeah. just want to listen to someone, right?
1: Who speaks like me, yeah. Like you just, you just don't want to have to explain basic shit, you know. Yes. And it's like that's, and that's another part of feeling really isolated in academia. Is you look around and you the only Q pop. What's wild is that in every department there's like one. So mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, did y'all intentionally separate us? Or is there like a queer people of color quota that I don't know about?
0: Because when I first got here, someone in the someone who was above my cohort was like, oh, you're the token black, <laughs> masculine, lesbian-esque person, right? That's in every cohort. And I was like, come on, yeah. we're in a social justice education
1: program. And yeah. that is,
0: you yeah. know, like I appreciate it because that's why I'm here. And I ain't got
1: nobody else to connect with Yeah. yeah. They they always be like, um, I think when I was in counseling, somebody was telling me, yeah, they always have like a black queer woman in every department, at least, you know, I'm like, what? They got to have that one, because then she, they could just check off all their boxes with a black queer woman. Like, all right, right. do, do, do. We got a black right. student. We got a queer student. We got a, a woman. So we good
0: and what does that do to us
1: to hear that mm-hmm. you know what i mean because the first time i heard that i got my imposter
0: syndrome flared the fuck up because mm-hmm. i was like okay do i i mean i deserve to be here but am mm-hmm. i
1: qualified enough you want to do the work for your folks but but then the way it gets twisted just feels so bad like i was talking to kesh about this and it was just like uh, how do I even say it? It's like, okay, I want to do work on queer women of color, right? And yeah. they're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what you're doing is groundbreaking. I'm like, no, it's really not. Like, it's we, not. we talk to each other about this all the time. I mean, we're doing it right now. <laughs> exactly. People are
0: doing this everywhere. It's just like when it's in academia, somehow it's more legitimized. Yeah,
1: exactly. They think I'm the first person to think about exploring the experiences of queer women of color Mm -hmm. just because it hasn't been published in the journal of Family Therapy.
0: I hate that shit.
1: I'm like, no. Just look at the Twitter. Just look at... (laughs)
0: Right. Look at Twitter. Look at Tumblr. Look at Instagram. Everybody.
1: Like, everybody. Like, we was talking about Elixir earlier. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, that's a whole Mm -hmm.
1: platform of the experiences of queer women of color. Like, how can you say... This this is unheard of. It's groundbreaking. Just because you ain't never heard it. Yeah, you- you're rich. Just because you ain't heard the shit, just
0: because it's not in spaces that you're in, right. does not mean that it's not
1: happening. And, and the words that they be using, it's just you could just feel tokenized, but you also know that your work is necessary. Mm-hmm. So they just be like, fascinating. So like fascinating. <laughs> I hate that word now. I hate it.
0: Don't, don't tell me you're fascinated by me. I feel like a fucking zoo animal.
1: What are we, back in the 1800s? Ago? Oh my goodness. Like, in the way, I have one professor, the way she says it is just so white. Like, she put extra, extra white emphasis. She's just like, fascinating. <laughs> um.
0: That's really how
1: it be sounded.
0: And I'm like, I'm supposed to feel good about what you said, but actually, I want to fucking deck you in Yeah. Dating is a whole fucking. You can do a whole segment on fucking dating. If you're serious. Girl, it's like, do I want to sleep with
1: a white bitch? No. <laughs> that's that's the constant struggle. I every 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 week, it's just like. Damn, it's dry. It's dry as fuck here. And then you get on the apps and it's just like it's white, white, it's- white, 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 <laughs> white. The closest
0: person of color on Tinder, slash no, the closest black person, black women on Tinder, is that I was like mildly interested in is about thirty miles
1: away. <laughs> did you didn't know that like there's a there's a, a distance that black lesbians have to live from each other right <laughs> Girl. no i've been thinking about that like um when you get on uh tinder or which one is it i think it might be okay cupid and you okay. set you set like your settings for racial preferences yeah it's okay cupid that has racial preferences and you yep. pick, like black or latino or asian and it's it says no <laughs> no results. They just be like no. <laughs> no no. cuz the the mm-hmm. this, the
0: fucking marker is like 15 miles 15 right? So you gotta be somebody in fucking 15 miles. They would be like no search results.
1: No. 30 miles.
0: And
1: you be like what? Mm-mm. How is this fucking possible? You <laughs> you put it out to 50 miles. And it still says no, or that one person show up, the same person on the- <laughs> <laughs> And you like, that's not what I want.
0: Bro. Thank you, OK, for pointing out there's one right here, there's and a- that's not the one I want.
1: <laughs> no, have you heard of Soul Swipe?
0: Of course I fucking hold up. Soul Swipe. <laughs> but that shit is a bootleg Tinder and like it
1: ain't even popping. I tried to support it because, you know, support black, but I, it's people scamming on there. So you'll right. match with somebody and they'll be like, oh, you want to make $3,000 this week? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, and it's the same. So
0: because I'm on Jacked right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. um, I've opened up my little sexuality mm-hmm. window, trying to explore. And that just be on there, too. Yeah, but for some reason, I get hit up on Jacked a lot more than I get hit up on Tinder.
1: Really? Are there more people of color on Jacked?
0: yeah. So Jacked is um, the platform that is like Grinder, yeah. but for men of color.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And I'm thinking I'm getting on there, and I'm like, okay, let me post my little top surgery, shirtless picture to be yeah. like, okay, I'm not like just a lesbian.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are um, there lesbians on Jacked? Are there what? Lesbians on jacked?
0: There are not. So it's just strictly men of color.
1: Okay. okay, okay. Um,
0: but I didn't expect to get hit up, and most of them will be like, yo, come slide in me. I'd be like, what? Nigga, dear. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be like, well, do you know that I'm a girl? Like, you understand that I do not have a
1: penis. Mm-hmm.
0: And they're like, nigga, I don't give a fuck what you got. You fine as fuck. I'd be like, why? Where are the fucking queer women? Yeah. That, you know, so yeah. that is interesting
1: hmm. and hard at the same time. Yeah, it's because you got me thinking, not that my black ass is about to go get jacked, but that whenever I go to pride things, for example, I always get approached by queer men of color. I think I'm pretty obvious out here, like, show me the pussy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, think, yes. I think I'm pretty, you know, openly queer, um, but I always get approached by men, and not in the same way of like you go to a, a queer or a gay bar and like white dudes are all grabbing and touching on you. No, like queer men be like, "Damn, I mean, what's good?" You know, I'm just like, "Yo, where are all the ladies?" It's surprising because you
0: know
1: you
0: would think that no, they just want you know dicks in their face. Yeah, um, um, <clears throat> but they.
1: See
0: a fine shorty, and they like,
1: I don't give a fuck. I will bust it wide open for you, yeah. Okay, Okay, you I know, like, you know, know I I might want to have kids one day. I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yes. Trying to be my baby father, baby father. (laughs) And so then it really does come down to well, am I really finna date a white girl? Yeah, I mean, I'm not.
0: <laughs> I can't date them no more. Mm-hmm. I
1: can't do it. What?
0: And I've said to myself, I am not sleeping with anymore. A mm. girl in them nighttime hours, exactly. when they ain't shit to do, right. and you're like, I ain't got none in like eight months. <laughs> and you really be sitting there like, is this what I want to do?
1: Yeah. Is
0: this what my life
1: is going like to right now? I feel mean, like, you and have- it's just yeah, like you you have to sit there and really deeply contemplate which which is another part of like dating a white person, right? Because they I'm I'm sure they don't have that moment of sitting there like, Am I really about to date a person of colour? Of course. No, because they fetishize
0: the shit out of us. So they yeah. Happy as
1: fuck. Right. Some of them will be some of them will be like, I only date black girls and think that's a compliment. Girl. Like, no, that's not cute. No. No, I'm tired of
0: hearing um, you're pretty for a black girl.
1: People actually say that down there.
0: People have said that to me my entire life, and for yeah. some reason, when I got older, I thought it would stop. But right, it has not. It hasn't. Um, and I think it's even more hurtful when
1: I get it from people of color. Oh fuck! Like, non-black
0: like people of color.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I'm like, yeah, anti-blackness
1: is showing right now. And yeah. Assume, but I'm not going to pick up on that. Right. This is the first time that I've ever dated a white person, and. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I have these little moments of, yeah, you're white. Yep. And, um, like, thinking about, I wonder if they have moments of being like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend's black, because I'm the first black person they've dated, so. Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's, uh, okay,
0: that's surprising to me, knowing
1: them. Yeah, really? It it was surprising (laughs) to me, too.
0: Interesting. I could have swore, okay, whatever, that's neither here nor there, but I'm surprised.
1: Right, when I first met them. I thought that they, like, had this long line of black bitches that they had just, <laughs> just been knocking down yeah. because of, I guess, their, like, presentation. And they are really comfortable in, like, people of color spaces. So I was just like, really? I'm the first black person here? But um, but I think, um, I don't know if not, having not been here, uh, well, actually here because they're from here. But I don't know if I if I wasn't in, like, academia and may be able to, like, socialize in different ways that I want to if I would have ever opened up to dating white people.
0: Okay.
1: Because, I don't know. I think it's just a lot of little things that you never even thinking about. Cause, Cause there's like the big hurdle like, Oh my gosh there's so much difference Because you were raised as a white girl And I was, I was raised as a black girl But it's not really the big differences Cause the It's the little things It's like the the little um, things that you just don't wanna Like it gets really tiring Have to explain it again Like at school To all these other motherfuckers And then you come home and also have to explain it to your partner Exactly um, exactly. Yeah, that 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 gets tiring, and I think you. I don't think it's impossible to have a successful relationship with a with a white person. You just gotta be ready for that one, and they have to be the right white person. Like I'm not just gonna go out like these white girls on Tinder could never. No. <laughs> not that. No. Nah. No. Bay is only Bay because they were. I already knew where they were coming from. Yeah. They had they had the the political awareness and yep. um, so it wasn't none of that like me having to explain to them why like shit is offensive oh. you know right they get that yeah, yeah. totally there on that I can't mm-hmm. no more um, I can't do it I'm
0: not finna to marry I mean I'm definitely not gonna marry no white girl mm-hmm. and I'm definitely not dating no white woman I can't you just know so where I'm at in my life right now, when I come home, I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need a particular type of person to be comforting to me mm-hmm. when I come home. And it's not going to be a white woman. It's mm-hmm. not. I don't even, at this point, I don't think it's going to be a non-black person, honestly. Mm-hmm. I have, I think I have a particular experience sometimes because my family's Caribbean.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, when I do, when I do encounter, like, dating black women who aren't Caribbean, it's like, yeah, but you finna try this rice and beans and oxtail, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you are yeah. not gonna you are not finna look at it funny. You just gonna be like, yeah, babe. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it right. It is what it is. Yeah. I'm like, you
0: know, I'm gonna do what it does. And it's
1: like, yeah. Yeah. No.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And if my ass come home with an attitude, I need someone to understand that maybe it's not about you.
1: Yeah, yeah, right.
0: And, or to handle my fucking attitude. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if I come home to, if I'm, like, I'm gonna marry a black woman, and I come home, and I got an attitude, they probably gonna be like, sit black ass. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or she gonna be like, mm-mm, you're not gonna throw that shit this direction. Wait, you, I
1: don't I'm know who at. you think you throwing keys at, but it ain't. Exactly.
0: exactly. <laughs> and it's like, so, cause for some people, they're like, "Well, why do you want to come home today?" Da, da, da and I'm like, "That, but that's not arguing, though." That's not, you know.
1: That's oh my god, the definition of an argument. That's a big yes. difference between yes them and us too. Exactly. So it's like
0: that's the little shit where it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't give a fuck And my wife is like, bitch.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you
0: know you at home now? Uh uh-uh, uh, cut that shit out. Like and and then like that's not
1: that's not anger. To yeah, me. it's that's not. Me. Not gonna take my shit because I shouldn't be taking it out on
0: her. Right, right. She is gonna do maybe she might make me some dinner. Or she Mm -hmm. might be like, you know what, babe? I know
1: you had a hard day. Let's watch Love and Hip Hop. Right. Being at a private research one institution, like a lot of these people come from money. And so they think that. They think that everything can be bought and sold, and that everything has a price, right? Yes. And so yes. that's another reason why I'm like, fuck no, I ain't fucking with no white people at this school because they they approach everything from that lens, like transactional. They, right, right. This this mm-hmm. is mine. I can have this. I can own this. Like I can cop. Yeah. Where to cop a black lesbian? Like nah, not here. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, bitch. <laughs> you fucking with the you trying to
0: fuck with the wrong.
1: What? yeah <laughs> and so like no. some of that yeah because i thought about that too like um you know my partner did not grow up with money so mm-hmm. i think i think that actually has a lot to do with why we do relate on those small things about how you think about money and stuff mm-hmm. um but social economic status and race are not separate from one another so <laughs> our experiences even though we both grew Up in a broke family background um, <laughs> are gonna be different,
0: exactly like that is that's the hard part, too. Because a lot of people will be like, Well, I've had these similar experiences, as you and I'm like, Yeah, but you didn't have to live it as
1: a black, as a person. black person, exactly. Oh, I hate that when they be like, Um, but. I I live the black experience. What the fuck is the black experience? First of all, you're making all blackness the same. Which is a yes. big ass, bold ass statement. That's it. Which is That's not... Good. Yeah. And you didn't have to do it as a black person. That's why all of those social experiment shits don't work. Like when you want to send... Uh, you want to load up a bus full of white kids and take them to the hood and and show them how sad people of color have it. But they are... The whole time, still consciously aware that they are fully white, and that they yes. can they can go back into their little lives and not have to think about the hood. Right. All
0: they have to do that it's just a week. All yeah. you gotta do is sit in sit in it for a week, and you know that once this week is over, you go back to your life.
1: Exactly. So I okay. I wanted to get to the question. The question. <laughs> My favorite part. Okay, so questions from the inbox. Questions okay. from the inbox. So I got an anonymous question about um, when, women who have had top surgery.
0: Oh, yes. Here we
1: go. So I feel like this question was prompted by you because you submit to Queer Walk. And, yep. Um, we've seen your progress since your top surgery, so... So, okay, I'm gonna back up and make the question smaller. Tell tell us about how you decided to have top surgery.
0: Oh my god. Okay, how did I decide that? Do you want the longhand version of the answer? Do you want the shorthand version? We
1: of wanna the know the long story, baby face. Tell <laughs> us.
0: Um, so, I started noticing that I was having like dysphoria. Um, about my body, but I, I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was my weight, um, cause I'm small <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, doctors have been telling me all my life that I'm obese for my height. I'm just a little thick.
1: You think? Uh, you like the the donk, you know?
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I started hitting the gym. I was like, you know what? I don't, I, because I was dressing masculine, right? So I was like, my thighs, my ass. My little, uh, I have little baby gut is what I call it, mm-hmm. my little soft belly. Um, I was like, well, let me hit the gym. So I started hitting the gym, and things were getting smaller, but I was also like, I actually like my thighs, and I actually like my ass, mm-hmm. um, but I was still feeling this like heaviness in my body, and so like I was already binding, um, but then I noticed I was binding a lot more, especially because I started working. Mm-hmm. And I started having to wear, like, dress shirts. Mm-hmm. So I was binding and binding and binding. Um, and then I realized that the binder started cutting into my shoulder and mm-hmm. leaving scars and scabs. Um, yeah. And so one day I was like, you know what, this isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I was like, cool, top surgery is an option. But the problem with that was that the rhetoric around top surgery is that trans men, that's a, that's a stage in being trans, right? right? You go yeah. on then you have top surgery, boom, you're a man. Um,
1: but I, so then I had to, it was this long process
0: of like, okay, well, if I want top surgery, do I want to be a man? Am I a man? Um, and that took a long time because I was like, yes, I want the physical changes. Like, I would love to have a, probably a more structured jawline line. Right, I had issues with weight. So I was like, yeah, I want my fat to redistribute. Um, but I was like, I don't necessarily want body hair. Mm-hmm. I don't want my voice to change. I pretty much like my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I don't want to be red as... I don't want to be red as male. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the longest time, I came to the conclusion that I can't have top surgery because it's not an operation that is accessible to me because mm-hmm. I'm not trans. And, and the research confirmed that because when you look up these surgeons you I mean you're you, you are required a therapist letter first of all which is fucked up yeah um after that some of them have the requirement that you live as male for a year sometimes they have the requirement that you have been on tea for six to a, six months to a year um so I started hitting roadblocks and I was like oh okay so This is, my thinking is true. I can't have this surgery because I don't identify as male. I'm not on T. I don't plan to be on T. And I was like, okay. So then I panicked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck. Well, I don't like my body. You know, I was going off the deep end. I was like, you know, might commit uh, suicide or whatever. But I was in therapy one day because I hadn't said it out loud Mm -hmm. to anyone. I was just kind of thinking about it. And um, I think my therapist... I was talking about some shit, like how, you know, binding was hurting or whatever. And she was like, I mean, why don't you you have top surgery? And I was like, because I can't. And she was like, well, why not? And I was like, because I'm not male. And she was like, do you need to be male to have no chest? And (laughs) literally, my
1: face was like, boom. Like, I had, like, this fucking atmospheric yeah. moment of being
0: like you're fucking right
1: mm-hmm. but um, it sounds like she just echoed like what you were thinking but what right. what the world was kind of responding to you like nah nah you can't do this
0: exactly mm-hmm. and so I think I just needed someone else to be like but you can
1: mm-hmm. shout and out to that her. therapist I I'm know right you in know. Syracuse <laughs> um she
0: was on the trans task force yes
1: at, at my clinic
0: yeah exactly yeah.
1: <laughs> um i remember running home and telling my partner like i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. like this is happening um but then came the work of you know finding a
0: surgeon and the only surgeon that i could have gone to um i went to dr garamoni in florida who doesn't use insurance unfortunately but he was mm-hmm. pretty much the only one who was kind of like all you need is your therapist letter and if you think the surgery is for you then the surgery is for you wow um But then came the work of doing... So I had the surgery, right? Great. Um, Parents, different story for a different time. Mom totally freaked out. Whatever. I was like, Mom, you don't even see my chest. The fuck? You're not. (laughs) Why are you upset? Um, And... um, But then came the work of... Which is still, you know, the work that I'm doing is like... Tumblr is... Tumblr is progressive, but Tumblr, I feel like is only progressive in certain ways yeah. we haven't got that far mm-hmm. so I'm still like one of my insecurities that I continue to work on is like we don't see bodies like mine and if we do they're white right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know I have to do the work of being like I don't have a chest at all it's very I mean doc, everybody has seen Dr. Gamley's work my chest looks like a cis male's chest mm-hmm. um, you know but then you like, look lower body and I mean the ass is still there my (laughs) thighs are still there so I you know when I look in the mirror sometimes I feel good because I'm like this is the body I was supposed to have Mm -hmm. and then sometimes you know it's still kind of dysphoric because I'm like yeah I could look on Tumblr and see bodies who've had top surgery who are black great but what I don't see is tummies,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't see asses, yeah. and if they are, they're like little boobies, right, because mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the people are on T, um, you know small little thighs, yeah. I'm like so I'm struggling with the, like my body is still a pretty feminine presenting body mm-hmm. um, and can I find love can I find people mm-hmm. who are going to love that, because I think we've gotten far to like, people are cool with, you're on T You're trans,
1: right? Right. That is
0: pretty a pretty male body, right? right? And that's what you're expecting. That's what you're going to get. But I feel myself sometimes doing a disclaimer or like prepping myself to be like, if I'm sleeping with someone new, this is not something that they've seen before. Probably Mm -hmm. not. And are they going to love my male-looking chest
1: Mm
0: -hmm. in combination with my feminine esque?
1: body yeah and
0: so that's kind of where i'm at with that but it was the best decision i've ever made in my entire fucking life
1: yeah i was just thinking how um that's how every time i see you on my dash whether it's like a submission you put to queer walk or not i'm just like you're creating that space baby face like i i i had never heard of Anybody who didn't identify as a trans man having top surgery, like you said, that's the dominant narrative of top surgery. So
0: It is, and it's a harmful narrative because it took me, I think, almost a year to post it on my Facebook. Mm -hmm. And when I did, I can't tell you how many people who ran up in my inbox saying like, oh my God, I've been thinking about this, oh my God this is possible Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. like running into the same type of roadblocks that I had to run into and I get really overwhelmed and sad um and also happy because I'm like cool I mean I'm making myself visible and I'm making myself a resource for people who need it and so I'm just figuring out how to do that more so I'm Mm -hmm. actually in need of photographers who will shoot me and my body because I feel like
1: it needs to be out there, yeah. Okay, <laughs> photographers, hit baby face up and take pictures. <laughs> yes, young buck baby face come through. <laughs> we act like it's so different and so misunderstood that we can't that we can't get when people don't neatly conform to these faces. Yep. Yeah, I because I think I've never dated a feminine-presented girl, and okay. I don't think it's it's for my lack of attraction to them. Because I think yeah. you know, I think they bad, but. <laughs> But, but I'm also <laughs> fit. Fe- I'm you know, I'm pretty femme presenting, so does that eliminate me from their dating pool? Like, do they think they can only date masculine presenting folks? Yeah,
0: yes, it's <laughs> it's tough out here, like, because <laughs> I have the same problem, like, mm-hmm. I very much am attracted to masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they'd be like. Stud on Stud is
1: freaking gay. And what? I'm like, yeah. Yo, I wanted to do a podcast on Stud on Stud, but I just didn't think that we were still talking about it in 2016. But I we guess... We're still talking about it, girl. I saw a, um, somebody had wrote a think piece on it, just not, like, the other day. And I'm like, we really, we still doing this? We ain't,
0: we ain't got there yet. I mean, whenever I do have a masculine presenting person in my inbox on Tumblr they're really shy about it. Mm-hmm. Of like, or they're on a non, like, hey, yeah. are you, you know, interested in masculine business yeah. and And I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah. y'all fine too, daddy yeah. come
1: through. <laughs> Damn um, daddy come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dead ass, but you know, it's, I mean, even I struggle with that shit, like commenting under someone who's masculine and be like, you fine as fuck, what's up? Mm-hmm. But, you know, they still be out here like, dying nah, with that gay shit. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't really want you anyway, if that's, yeah
1: your perspective yeah but yeah did you did you stop recording yet no okay bye oh, y'all <laughs> all right i'm stopping <laughs> yeah, it yeah young
0: okay. baby face money is fucking amazing
1: continue right. to follow listen to this shit bruh thanks boo yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna put your link and everything up so everybody can follow okay. all right Do says.